And I'm John. And we are the Cozy Nook Explorers. Welcome to our show, where we explore the world from our cozy nook here in a guest room in Southern California, using the power of the internet. Yes, and it's Wednesday, which means it's time for another exploration. So today, on our Halloween show, we'll be breaking tradition a bit and going to a place that both Jackie and I have been. We are going to the not-too-spooky Sleepy Hollow in the state of New York. We were actually there last fall with our friends Dan and Mel. It was such a fun day. It's even more special to me now because we haven't been able to go on an adventure like this for over seven months because of the pandemic. Yeah, it was a really fun day. We posted photos of our trip to Sleepy Hollow on our Instagram page, at Cozy Nook Explorers, uh, if you'd like to check it out. It was so great looking back at those pictures. The fall is the perfect time of year to visit. So, Sleepy Hollow is in upstate New York. No, it's in the Hudson Valley and only about 35 minutes outside of the city, which I don't think is considered upstate. Everything north of New York City is upstate to me. I'm pretty sure you're wrong, but I honestly (laughs) don't know. (laughs) I don't know where upstate New York is. Uh, But to all those celebrating... Happy Halloween. Um, Do you like to dress up for Halloween, John? I usually write down what I am, uh, what what I'm going as, and staple it to my shirt. That's your costume? Yep. Okay. Well, I don't think I'm going to be able to dress up this year, but I love dressing up for Halloween. Also, Charles told me he is going to be a pumpkin this year, and his best friend is going as a jester. Hmm. Two classic costumes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, Jackie, before we head to Sleepy Hollow, what's keeping you cozy on this autumn day? Decorative gourds. Decorative gourds are what's keeping you cozy? Yes. Do you have a problem with that? Uh, It just doesn't seem like... I should say, it seems like they they aren't cozy at all. You're judging my cozy. (laughs) I don't appreciate that. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, Tell us why decorative gourds are keeping you cozy this week. Well, who doesn't love a decorative gourd display in the fall? It's so fun to pick out different ones and make a little arrangement. They look great in the middle of a dinner table or on a side table. You can even make a cornucopia. I also love how long they last. You can get them in September and keep them out all the way to Thanksgiving, except in Southern California, where I learned the heat will destroy your decorative (laughs) gourds. And they do not last because they are like, this is not fall. Um, But I still love them, though. Uh, Do you have a favorite type of decorative gourd? Ooh, um, the uglier, the better. Um, Just like... Lots of just weird shapes and, you know, you know, when they have like almost like, I don't know what you say, like pimples on the outside. Like they're just like, like almost like just, just really weird and just odd. The, the weirder, the better for sure. Ah, and, um, do you prefer decorative gourds or decorative corn? Definitely decorative gourds, although decorative corn does have its place, and its place is in an outside display on a porch. Hmm. Yeah. I just, I don't know about corn inside. (laughs) Corn is for the outside. (laughs) Corn is for the outside decorations. That's just how I have it in my head. I I learn something new every day. Decorative gourds inside and out, corn just out. Okay. 
Well, John, what is keeping you cozy this week? Uh, the thing that's keeping me cozy uh, is a creaky floorboard. Well, John, my first question about that is why no <laughs> one likes creaking floorboards. Well, who is judging who now? Okay, fine. I'm judging you, but only because you promised this episode wouldn't be too spooky. So please answer this question as to why creaky floorboards, ooh, adventure jar, are keeping you cozy. <laughs> um, well, uh, when uh, I was living in New York, uh, there was one creaky floorboard in my apartment. Um, and it was right when you walked into the place. And it always reminded me of home. It was always like this this little gentle reminder, hey, you're you're here and you're safe and you're cozy. Aw, that's kinda nice. Okay, fine. Oh no. I've sold you on the creaky floorboards and something cozy. I don't think cozy. I sold you on the decorative gorge, though. No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just okay. I, I can't get behind them. It's fine. There's others out there who love them too. It's fine. I we don't need you. Okay. Um, well, my other question for you is: Have you where have you experienced a really great creaking floorboard? Uh, I mean, there there was was pretty good. I also. Um, I also used to love the uh, the boards at Disneyland. Like there was a there was a rope bridge with with boards on them, and I remember those creaks. Mm. I, I, I have fond memories of that. Was that well. the Swiss Family Robinson? Yes, it was. Yeah, um, yeah. Treehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. It's a long time ago, but uh, yeah, they uh, that was something that was a fond memory for me. Nice. So, John, shall we head to Sleepy Hollow? Yeah, let's go. Before we dive in, I just wanted to make sure to quickly note that Sleepy Hollow is right next to Terrytown. These two towns kind of meld together, so you'll hear us reference both in the episode. Now, what was it you wanted to talk about, John? Frederick Phillips, Lord of Phillips Manor, had a little bit of a problem back in the late 1600s. He was looking to build a mill on the Hudson River. He saw that grain was abundant in the Hudson Valley and wanted to be able to use that grain for the purpose of making flour. The idea was to sell a ton of flour to New York City and make boatloads of money. (laughs) So he built a mill on the Hudson River. That tore itself to pieces and sank into the river. Oh, so we built another one and then that also sank into (laughs) the river. When one of his slaves had a dream, the dream was that if Frederick Phillips were to build a church first, then the mill would not fall into the river. So he built the old Dutch reformed church of Sleepy Hollow and his next mill did not sink. The old Dutch reformed church is still around today. The church had a cemetery around it. And in that cemetery is the man who made Sleepy Hollow Legendary. We are speaking, of course, of Washington Irving and his story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, First, we would like to clear up something about the story. There is no headless horseman buried in Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. There was, however, a Revolutionary War soldier who lost his head in a cannonball attack. He also is not buried there, but his story made its way to Sleepy Hollow. Uh, For... Those of you friends who don't know, or for those of our friends who don't know uh, the story of the legend That's an of adventure, uh, Sleepy oh Hollow, uh, it's about a love triangle 
between Brombones, Katrina Van Tassel, and Ichabod Crane. That's what you remember about the story? You don't remember the Headless Horseman? <laughs> well, yes, but like it's it's why Brombones tells the story of the Headless Horseman to Ichabod Crane, is so he can scare him away from his lady love. Such peculiar names, Ichabod and Brom. Well, uh, Brom is actually short for Abraham. And Washington Irving did know a guy named Ichabod when he was in the War of 1812. It is also peculiar that the church was, or it was peculiar that the church that Washington Irving wrote about was the church where he would be buried. Well, sort of. Um, He grew up there, and he lived there for the latter half of his life. Uh, One of the interesting things about the graveyard where he's buried is that they have walking tours of said graveyard. Yes, we went on <laughs> one of those tours thanks to Dan and Mel, and I just loved our tour guide. She was so cool. My favorite part of the walking tour was being outside or inside the catacombs. Whoa, Adventure Jardin. <laughs> um, it's a building, so the catacombs are a building where they house dead people. Uh, there were no dead people in the catacombs that we were uh, looking at. Uh, the the ones that we were looking at were designed to be able to house dead people during the winter because they can't dig in frozen ground. And it gets real cold in New York in the winter. Who was that picture of the actor that they had in the catacombs? Oh, yeah, they have a they have a portrait of an actor in those catacombs. I do not remember, but he was uh, from the TV show Dark Shadows, mm. which was a soap opera about vampires. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, they had his photo because they filmed the scene inside those specific catacombs, which makes sense because it was it was very. Um, I mean, it was pretty big and like really nice like if i'm remembering correctly like white marble it Mm -hmm. was it was really nice it makes sense that they would have filmed in there yeah Uh, was it was it jonathan frid uh because he was the first guy that played barnabas collins in the tv show i honestly don't remember if somebody out there knows let us know (laughs) (laughs) I, i do remember that there are ventilation holes in the catacombs john this part's too uh, it's too creepy it's because bodies admit Uh, explosive gases uh. after they die and crypts have exploded in the past so they build ventilation holes in uh, in the in the catacombs to try and prevent this from happening not cozy too spooky (laughs) very gross (laughs) sorry we're done what was your favorite part of the cemetery? Oh, um, the gravestone of Andrew Carnegie. Oh, I remember stopping there. We sat on the little bench. Uh, yeah, I I remember thinking, this is the opposite of grandiose. Especially because it is so close to where the Rockefellers are buried. And wow, those people spend a fortune on that <laughs> enormous white tomb. Uh, I mean, but that's kind of what I mean. Is uh, Is this guy, Andrew Carnegie, was worth well over... $300 billion in today's money, and he gave almost all of it away. His grave is still very pretty. It is a white Celtic cross with his name and his wife's name, which her name was Louise Carnegie. Uh-huh. The guy was a pretty mixed bag of awesome and terrible, uh, but I gotta hand it to him. He believed the man who dies rich dies disgraced. Hmm, and he made good on his belief by building over 3,500 libraries with his money. And didn't they base Scrooge McDuck on him? (laughs) They did. And uh, it's also really touching that people leave pennies on his grave. 
as if to say, you gave so much, here's a little back. Oh, that's so nice. You know, this whole time I've been trying to think of a, like, life is like a hurricane joke, but I, <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. So I just want people to know I... I missed it. I missed uh, the boat. Uh, um, but, you know, I also, another thing in the graveyard I loved was the wooden bridge that is in there. It was really neat. We will have to include a photo of us there on the Cozy Nook Explorers Instagram. It's meant to resemble what bridges were like back when the Headless Horseman would have been roaming about. The current Headless Horseman bridge is not wood. It's There's one in the town they call the Headless Horseman's headless horseman's bridge but it's concrete i think um so this is the closest you'll get to an authentic bridge in Um, the area yes uh it resembles the bridge mentioned in the story so john we also have to talk about lynnhurst mansion oh yes this is amazing we've never been there before i didn't even know that this place existed until we were researching this episode Uh, the mansion is in terrytown and was built in 1837 It looks like it belongs in England. Yes, it is huge and beautiful, and you can go there and walk through the mansion. You can also visit the grounds where they have beautiful gardens. So for the gardens, think Great British Baking Show exterior shots, and you'll have a sense of how amazing and beautiful this place is. I And then the mansion had like a very, isn't it the Berk, not the Berkshires, it's um the, in Newport, Rhode Island? Mm, I, the the breakers I'm, i think it's the breakers where they have all those mansions um watch me be totally wrong <laughs> but, but to yeah. get ha- back to the lynnhurst mansion <laughs> um there, oh, no. there are uh, over 40 rooms to explore in the house and on a clear day, day you could even see new york city from the grounds And you always have a view of the Hudson River. One of my favorite facts about the mansion is that its third owner, Jay Gould, knew his neighbor, Mr. Tiffany of Tiffany's fame, and he had him create a beautiful stained glass window for his upstairs library. They are just wonderful. There's like multiple windows of stained glass. And I mean, who doesn't love Tiffany stained glass? Uh, We will have to do an episode about the New York Historical Society and talk about the Tiffany lamp collection. Yes, it's the largest in the world. It's awesome. And the Lindhurst Mansion has Tiffany lamps as well. If you were interested in seeing those, you could do a few things at once. Nice bringing it back. Sorry about the tangents, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, so something I want to make sure to mention is that they have virtual tours of the mansion on their website. We will include the link in the show notes. They have tours of the mansion when it is decorated for Halloween and Christmas and then just regular times. (laughs) Which was your favorite? Halloween was great, but a little spooky. So I have to say I liked Christmas more. Oh, uh, and speaking of Christmas, uh, did you see the connection between Charles Dickens and Washington Irving? Yeah. That was amazing and very unexpected. We will talk about that after a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Gordy's Gourds, the one-stop shop for all of your fall decor needs. They've got little gourds, big gourds, gourds so big you can make a birdhouse out of them, decorative gourds, and edible gourds. They've got decorative corn, but they don't have edible corn. And best of all, cornucopia kits, all the pieces you need to make a cornucopia that the whole world will enjoy. And important to note, they are open for one day only, somewhere on the shoulder of Route 202 South heading towards Flemington, and that day is October 15th from 9 a.m. to noon. 
Um, Jackie, uh, this episode doesn't come out until October 21st. Oh. Oh, bummer. Never mind. So, Charles Dickens, of course, wrote A Christmas Carol, which is one of the most, if not the most famous, Christmas stories in the world. <laughs> uh, well, Charles Dickens was actually a huge fan of Washington Irving, and he even wrote him letters when he was a young boy. Uh, there is a letter that he wrote to Irving when he was just eight years old on the Sleepy Hollow website. Yes, Irving had actually written a Christmas tale that was that even included ghost stories and a grumpy man who needed to come face to face with his loneliness in order to understand the power of community. Sounds like a Scrooge to me. Uh, that's what a lot of people think. Uh, so, if Charles Dickens was honoring Washington Irving when he wrote his Christmas classic... Does that mean Washington Irving invented the modern-day Christmas as well as the modern-day Halloween? It's definitely a possibility, and the town of Sleepy Hollow sure seems to think so. <laughs> <laughs> Should we uh, talk about the Jack O'Lantern blaze? Yes, so this is really cool. We didn't have a chance to do this when we visited. I actually um, wasn't don't didn't even know about it, but... Um, now we know, and you can see over 7,000 hand-carved and illuminated pumpkins. They have a pumpkin carousel. A pumpkin windmill. A pumpkin planetarium. And a 20-foot, 25, whoa, 25-foot <laughs> high pumpkin statue of liberty. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I'd like to see that next time I visit Sleepy Hollow. It looks super festive. And so something we did get to do while we were in Sleepy Hollow was see Jonathan Cruck do his wonderful performance of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. He performs the show in the old Dutch Reformed Church that is from the legend itself. Yes, it's so, so cool. So you sit in the church pews and there's even an organ player and it's just like there's candles lit and we went like right at kind of dusk. It was it was awesome. And Jonathan is a really well-crafted storyteller and does such a great job with the spooky but not too spooky atmosphere. Tell them about the virtual show. Yeah, so... Unfortunately, because of the pandemic, they had to cancel the show this year. And, you know, there's no way to really social distance in a little old church. But Jonathan Cruck is doing a live virtual performance from the old Dutch Reformed Church on Halloween night that you can watch. <laughs> uh, we can't wait to watch his performance again. Um, if you aren't sure of what to do this Halloween because of the pandemic, we'd recommend checking this out. We are so excited to get to see this performance again. It's going to be so neat to get back, go back to the church virtually, especially now we're in California, so we wouldn't have been able to go anyway. And it's just so exciting to have something special to do on Halloween. So we wanted to make sure to share that with all of you in case you were looking for ideas. <laughs> uh, it will be the perfect cozy nook exploration. It really will be. It's mm -hmm. actually... It's exactly who we are. Mm -hmm. um, so, perfect. Uh, well, that's about all I have over here. Is there anything else from your end? Oh, um, in case you were wondering, uh, Tim Burton's film version of Sleepy Hollow has nothing to do with Washington Irving's <laughs> uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow uh, and was filmed in England and not New York. Um, do you have anything else? 
Yeah, just one thing. Um, shout out to Coffee Lab Roasters in Terrytown. We stopped there while we were visiting, and it was great. They have a really lovely atmosphere, and everything was delicious. And their logo is a Labrador puppy. <laughs> so I would recommend checking them out if you are in the area. It's a really nice local coffee shop. So we'll put the link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, yes. Um, since it's in the public domain... I thought we could read Washington Irving's description of Sleepy Hollow from the legend itself. That sounds great. I'll start off. There is a little valley, or rather a lap of land among high hills, which is one of the quietest places in the whole world. A small brook glides through it, with just murmur enough to lull one to repose. And the occasional whistle of a quail or tapping of a woodpecker is almost the only sound that ever breaks in upon the uniform tranquility. If ever I should wish for a retreat, whether I might steal from the world and its distractions— and dream quietly away the remnant of a troubled life. I know of none more promising than this little valley. From the listless repose of the place, and the peculiar character of its inhabitants, who are descendants from the original Dutch settlers, this sequestered glen has long been known by the name of Sleepy Hollow. A drowsy, dreamy influence seems to hang over the land, And pervade the very atmosphere. Mm, A drowsy, dreamy influence. I just love that. Well, that's about it. We will be back with our community shout-out after a quick break. Oh, I love, love, love my new floorboards. I can't wait to show them off to my guests on Halloween. But they could be better, June. How did you get into my house? Oh, your door was locked. Yes, it was. Oh, well, never mind. Who are you? I'm Hector Peter Laurie. Who? I was in The Stranger on the Third Floor. I've never heard of it. Maltese Falcon? No. The Man Who Knew Too Much? No, I'm sorry. Fine. I was the creepy guy in Casablanca. Oh, yeah! Yes, everyone remembers that one. But I'm here to talk about the state of your floorboards. What's wrong with my floorboards? They're beautiful. They don't creak! How can you have a Halloween party if you don't have creepy floorboards? Okay, okay. I will get your creaking floorboards. Good choice. Peter Laurie's floorboards. Because you can trust a man who's been dead since 1964. What? Every episode, we like to research and highlight something special in the community that we're exploring. Today's community shout-out is the Kids Club of Terrytown and Sleepy Hollow. I loved learning about this wonderful nonprofit. According to their website, Kids Club of Terrytown and Sleepy Hollow provides support for underserved youth. As a community organization, they marshal resources, increase local awareness, and advocate for programming, and strengthen services to improve the lives of children and families. Their programs include academic support, Beyond High School, which helps college with college prep and scholarships, enrichment and recreation, health and nutrition, and literacy. There are a bunch of programs within these programs, so I thought it would be fun for each of us to choose one that we liked the most. I really liked the Warner Library. Um, Mm. Uh, uh, like listening to learn where the kids club enable the Warner library to purchase books in MP3 and CD format. So the the kids um, uh, who don't have iPods 
can or other listening devices can come to the library and listen to audiobooks there. Uh, many people are audio learners, and this gives those people the opportunity to utilize their strongest learning style. That's so great. So my favorite program is called Smart Babies. Of course it is. I know. <laughs> so this program is for new mothers and their infants. It's a weekly class that emphasizes reading and talking to your baby and helps them prepare the babies for the future. A really awesome feature of Smart Babies is that they also provide a support network for the mothers themselves, which is so, so important. That sounds wonderful. Uh, we will include a link to their website in the show notes uh, so you can check it out. You can also donate through their website as well. Well, that's the show. Thank you to our producer, Charles. Yeah, thanks, Charles. And have a great Halloween being that pumpkin. And thank you so much to our listener, Debbie, for suggesting that we explore Sleepy Hollow. Well, thank you, Debbie. And thank you to our listeners. It really means a lot that you take the time to listen to our show. Yes, thank you so much. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please take the time to rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show, so we would really appreciate it. And you could also follow us uh, on Instagram at Cozy Nook Explorers, or you could send us an email at uh, Cozy Nook Explorers at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and what's keeping you cozy and where you think we would like to travel next or you would like us to travel next. I think that deserves we, the adventure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we would love to hear what's keeping, I'll, I'll translate. We would love to hear what's keeping you cozy and where you think we could, should travel next or just say hello. Moving on, we will be back in two Wednesdays with our next exploration. Yes, on Wednesdays we explore. Stay cozy, and we'll see you soon.